0: Did You guys have a good day today. Good, I'm glad. I uh, what did I I enjoyed playing some of you guys in basketball. That was fun. Went mini golfing. It was a good day. Anybody, any of you do that? Play basketball, go mini golfing. How many of you guys went to the lakefront today? Anybody go swimming? Cool. Glad you guys had a good day. And I have a, a picture, some pictures of a giant today all right are you ready for these pictures are you ready for these pictures yeah. all right okay so here's the giant for today the giant that you guys oh the giant that you guys have been facing in basketball and i'm unfortunately you've been been defeated by this giant every time I'm one on one, on 3v1, you've been defeated. Oh, let's see, let's go to the next slide. See. Oh, there's more giants up there. You, oh, you guys have been defeated again. Let's go to the next slide. Oh, there's it again. You guys have been defeated by this giant a lot in basketball. All right. Oh, there's still another one. Man, I, I need some competition out there sometime. We, we, some of you guys, I think maybe you've been playing a little too much Fortnite and need to go play out basketball some more. I, I mean, I may not be able to do the Fortnite dance. Like, the I can't even do it. I'm like, I can't do any of the Fortnite dances, but I can sure beat you in basketball. So maybe you should practice that a little more. Oh, there we go. We got it right there. All right, one more. Oh, another picture, yep. All right, there's the last one. So just so you know, nobody has won the $100 bet. Nobody has even beat me 3v1. So I haven't had to pay any money out to the concession stand. So you guys have been completely and utterly defeated by this giant. But I have another picture that might encourage you a little bit. Another picture that might encourage you. Here's me as a junior boy right there. And look at that hunk of meat right there. That's my dad. (laughs) He's shooting, scoring, making buckets over me. So I was defeated by that giant many times. So it's all right. I've been defeated by my giant too. So tonight, last night we talked about if we want to defeat our giants, we have to follow God's plan, right? Tonight we're going to look at what happens when we refuse to follow God's plan. And ultimately what happens, what that means is we will be defeated by our giants. So we are defeated by our giants when we refuse or when we're refusing to follow God's plan. So when we don't follow God's plan, we're defeated by this giant. I'm going to need some volunteers. And they have to, all right, put your hands down real quick. There's a a little bit of, uh, you have to really love something. You have to really love bacon. Anybody, like, love, love bacon? All right. So tie-dye shirt. And... Nike shirt in the back. Right there. Yep, you. All right. Right there. Orange shirt. Red shirt standing with the blue hat. All right. Everybody on this side, you're over here on this side. All right. Now we're going to go to this side. we got... All right, Iowa. All right, and uh, right there, blue shirt, glasses. All right, you're over here. You're over here. And then two more people. All right, all right share a red shirt right there. Come on up. And then, all right, uh, I hate doing this, but all right, we'll do Mohawk Man. You are in an Iowa hat. I almost called you, but if it was Iowa State, I would have. Sorry. Alright, so you guys over here, and so what, we're going to move this a little bit, we don't want Trey's guitar getting shattered, he would not be happy, alright, so there's there's something you have to do, so I did make fun of you guys a little bit for being able to dance, I can't dance, I grew up Baptist, so I'm sorry, Um, so what you have to do is you're going to have to get down on the ground, so lay down on the ground, and you guys are going to have to flop around like bacon in a frying pan and then when i say go you're going to stand up and you have to get the bacon and the first person to get to steal the bacon and take it back to their sides will win bacon okay you can have a piece of bacon to eat all right so Flop around like bacon. Flop. Flop. Come on. Flop. Right, get over there. Get over there. Flop back over that way. Hey, flap back. flap back. Flop. Flop. Don't get closer. Flop. Flop. All right. Ready. Go. No. Oh, yes. He won. All right. Come on up here. Good job. Come on up here. You guys got defeated. Good job. You're good bacon, but not quite good enough. All right. So come on. Over. I got some bacon right over here for you. We'll just take one piece. Here's a take a piece of bacon, go ahead and sit down. Yep. Hey, you aren't up. Oh well, whatever. Take one, take one. There you go. Nope. What? All right, good job. All right. So tonight, we're gonna be looking at the story of a dad, of Phil who stole the bacon. Okay. We're gonna be looking at the story of Aiken who stole the bacon. Alright, say that with me. Achan, who stole the bacon. Alright, Achan, who stole the bacon. We will be defeated by our giants when we refuse to follow God's plan. Maybe look at it this way. We will be defeated by our giants when we follow our plan, not God's. Now, remember the commander of the Lord's army? He gave Joshua all these specific instructions, right? All these details line up a certain way. Have an ark of the covenant. Play in the horns. Yada, yada. There's something I skipped though. He said there's two things when the, the walls fall, there's two things you, cannot, that you have to do. The first thing was you have to destroy nearly everything. So all the people that were living in there. All their stuff, their clothes, Burned. Destroyed. The second thing they, had, they were asked to do was all, they were to take all the gold, the silver, and iron and put it in the treasury of the Lord. They were to devote all the wealth to God. And for the most part, Israel did this. They followed God's plan to a T. But there was one man who didn't do this. I need someone to help me play Aiken. Someone to help me play Hey, Aiken. A- Aiken. All right, let's see. Oh, oh, Achan. Hey, Aiken, how's it going? Good to see you. Give me five right here. Oh, thank you. All right, so the walls fell down in the Battle of Jericho, right? Remember that? And you're walking around, looking through the rubble, and all of a sudden, you see... A really really cool coat. A really cool. Oh my goodness, that's a pretty cool. It's a coat from. Is that a coat from Shinar? Uh Whoa! It was an imported. That's like a designer coat right there. That's really cool. So you saw that and you're like, oh, I gotta have it. I gotta have it. And then, you also saw some silver, didn't you? Oh, whoa! That looks like a silver, pop bottle. Oh, it is. your silver pop bottle if you buy uh, 10 uh, pops from that machine maybe you'll get a silver one just kidding all right so there's a silver pop and didn't you also find a gold can too a gold pop can that's ridiculous so you saw these things and you're like oh man I got to have it and you took them didn't you Aiken and you took them and you just took them back to your house and you like maybe stuffed them under your shirt Make sure no one saw. And then you buried them in your tent, right? You buried them underneath your tent. You didn't want anybody to see it. Oh, whoa. <laughs> that, is, that, that is effective burying right there, Aiken. Good job. So he buried this underneath his tent. Buried those things that God had told you to devote to the Lord's treasury. So you're basically like stealing out of the offering plate. All right, that's pretty not so great. So you took from the Lord, and you hid it in your tent, and you played it off like nothing happened, right? Yeah, pretty much. And so everything was going according to a plan. And Joshua sent, he didn't know about this, so he sent two spies to go scout out the land of Ai. And Achan's still feeling pretty good. I got my stuff. It's in my tent. Nobody's going to find it. But then What happened? The people of Ai, even though there was only like, it was a small town, Israel sent like 3,000 people there, and they were routed, and at this point, Achan's starting to sweat a little, wiping the sweat off his bald, hairy forehead, a little bit of hair, but he's got, trying to comb it from the back to cover the bald spot, and uh, so he's like, oh man, 36 people died, it's maybe my fault, and like Joshua, he didn't know what was happening, and so he's like... God, why in the world would you bring us over to the promised land? And then we're going to get defeated by Dinky. Ai, this is crazy. And so he, Joshua, begins tearing his clothes and calling out to God and asking why and Achan's still over here. Oh my, what did I do? And so he's freaking out a little bit. And then he really begins to freak out when he heard God's plan. He said... God told him, told Joshua, he said, Someone, you have sinned against me. You have broke faith with the Lord, and you have taken from the devoted things. And this is what you need to do. You need to bring out the people tribe by tribe. Let's start with the tribe of Judah. This Achan's like, oh, great, that's my tribe. And then they bring out Achan's clan, and God said, Yep. The man's in that clan. And then they bring out Aiken's family. And oh man, they're there too. And so they're, oh no. Aiken's like, oh man. And so God said, and ultimately said, Aiken is the man who stole the stuff. And he sent people back. He said, go scout out. Achan confessed and said, I took the stuff. I took the stuff. It's under my tent. And so Joshua sent the men back to go dig underneath the tent and find it. And there it was. The comm- the, the punishment, the judgment for taking this was to be stoned and burned with fire. Because as Nick has said so well, only perfect people can dwell in the presence of a holy God. And there had to be a judgment for their sin. And so they took them to the pit. And the people of Israel were getting ready. What happened to my stuff? There's a trash bag somewhere. Oh, it's right here. I found it. And they took the people and their stuff. And they began, if you catch one of these, you can come on up here. They took them to a pit. And... Oh, just stand right there. Don't. Just stand right there. All right, so, oh, sit down, sit down, sit down. So they took them to a pit to be stoned, to be punished for their sins. So there's something i got to tell you guys. We, we, first of all, we need a little chant. We need a chant that says, stone them, stone them, stone them. All right, you guys can't hit that sign or you owe me $100. Okay, can we hit that? All right, so you guys are going to throw these dodgeballs in stone Aiken, and his family. Three. Two, one, throw! Stone him! Alright, one throw, one throw, one throw, one throw. Sit down. Alright, thank you Aiken and his family. So this is what has happened. There was, sorry, we couldn't do fire. There was a fire hazard. Dad said no fire allowed in the chapel. I tried. I wanted to. You can talk to my dad later. But because of Aiken's sin, there were some severe consequences because he refused to follow God's plan. And junior boys, when you refuse to follow God's plan, there are severe consequences. What that's called is sin. And there are severe consequences because of that sin. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. Because all of us, every single man, every single boy has been defeated by the greatest giant of all, sin. Let's pray real quick. God, I thank you so much for the truth. The truth that we are sinners. (laughs) That we are desperately in need of you and there are severe consequences for our sin. But there is also hope. And tonight as we look at these consequences... But ultimately, we're going to end with hope. How we can be reconciled, brought back into right relationship with you through your son, Jesus Christ. I pray for that boy here tonight who does not know you. I pray for the boy who is struggling with sin. I pray for myself that I'd just be able to communicate clearly for your honor and glory. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so we're looking at when we're defeated by our giants, and specifically, four consequences of refusing to follow God's plan. Four consequences of refusing to follow God's plan. Now, the first consequence of our sin is this our sin separates us from God, our sin separates us. from God, think about what Achan did. He went into Jericho, the wall, the rubble's all around, and he sees this stuff, and he's like, "Oh, I really want it." He took it. He sinned against God. He disobeyed God's plan, and it separated the nation of Israel from God's presence. Listen to this, in verse seven, uh, chapter seven, verse one, and then we're going to skip down to verse twelve. But the people of Israel broke faith, sinned in regard to the devoted things. For Achan, the son of Carmi, the son of Zabedee, or something like that, son of Zahara, of the tribe of Judah, took some of the devoted things. And check this out. And the anger of the Lord burned against the people of Israel. Skip down to verse 12. We're going to go to the last portion of it. It says this. I will be with you no more unless you destroy the devoted things from among you. Achan's sin separated Israel from the presence of God in their midst. That was the power how they were defeating all their enemies was because they had the presence of God with them. But because of this sin, it separated them from God. This story of Achan is a Great picture for us of what our sin against God has done to our relationship with Him. Because all of us, every single one of us, has been defeated by this giant of sin. Every single one of us has lied. Every single one of us has said something unkind to a friend. Every single one of us has stolen something from someone else. Probably most of us have cheated. We've done something wrong. We've all sinned. And because of this giant of sin, because we have disobeyed God's plan, we are separated from God. And ultimately, what this means is death. We are separated from God, and this results in death. That is the end result of being separated from God. That's the first consequence of, of our sin. And it is this. Our sin separates us from God. Say that with me. Our sin separates us from God. Alright, the second consequence... Oops, there's a picture of it. I forgot to go. Alright. The second thing is our sin hurts others. Our sin hurts others. Joshua chapter 7, verse 5 says this. And the men of Ai killed about 36 of Israel's men and chased them before the gate as far as, oh man, I should have practiced this word, Shibarim, and struck them at the descent. And the hearts of the people melted and became as water. So they were defeated by this little tiny town, one that they should have easily wiped out after they'd conquered Jericho. But because of Achan's sin, because he stole the bacon, his sin hurt others. Thirty-six men were killed because of Achan's sin. They lost their lives. But not only that, skip down to verse 25 of chapter 7. Achan's family, as well, was killed because of Achan's sin. So... Uh, and Joshua said, "Why did you bring trou- this trouble on us? The Lord brings trouble on you today." And all Israel stoned him with stones. They burned them with fire. And stone. Oops, it should have been twenty-four. And Joshua and all Israel with them took Achan the son of Zerah and silver and the cloak and the bar of gold and his sons and daughters, his oxen, his donkeys, his sheep, and his tent and all he had, and then stoned them and burned them with fire. Verse. 25. Our sin hurts others. I bet you there are times in your life when you have sinned, when you've told a lie, when maybe you've cheated or done something wrong, you think, how is this going to affect any of me? This is not going to affect anybody else, but it's only going to affect me. That's a lie. When we sin, it always hurts others. Unfortunately, I have an illustration of this from my own life. And uh, it just happened last week, actually. So, uh, I was watching one of my favorite a TV shows that I really like. It's a military show, and the people are going around. It's about this unit of guys, special forces. that are going to do like, crazy things. And I was watching this show on my phone, and as I was watching it, a scene popped up that was inappropriate. And instead of turning it off or skipping it, I just watched it. And in doing so, I sinned against God and I sinned against my wife. And so I'm having this wrestling match in my heart. I'm thinking, oh, I know I need to go and confess this into her, but I don't really want to. I'm ashamed i like, why in the world did I do that? It's something really stupid, Tyler. Why in the world would you do that? And I'm having this wrestling match this whole day on Wednesday. And on Thursday, I'm thinking, I can't tell her. It's, it's her birthday today. I don't want to tell my wife that I've sinned against her on her birthday. It's going to like hurt her really bad. And I don't want to do that. And I'm wrestling through this. And I just couldn't take it anymore. And I had to go and tell my wife, Kat, I sinned against you. I watched something I shouldn't have watched. And I sinned against you. It was wrong. Will you please forgive me? And on her birthday, I made my wife cry. I mean, I hurt others. My sin against her affected my wife. Now, junior boys, you might, maybe there's something like that in your life. Maybe you are watching something you shouldn't watch. And oh, you're like, oh. How is this going to affect anybody? It will hurt your relationships down the road unless you take care of this sin problem. Maybe you've stolen something from someone like, oh, they'll never miss it. No, it affects others. Maybe you've destroyed property. Maybe even here at camp this week. It's affecting the the ministry of Iowa Regular Baptist Camp if you have sinned against it in that way. It might not seem like it right now, but when we sin... It always hurts others. So our sin separates us from say that with me our sin separates us from us. Our sin hurts. Others. Our sin hurts. Others. Not only that, our sin hurts others, but our sin will be exposed. Our sin will be all right, you can say it with me. Our sin will be ex- There you go. Good job. So think about with me what Achan's going through. Verse 22 and 23 of chapter 7. So Joshua sent messengers. They re- Actually, I just wrote that down. Never mind. Don't read there. Uh, our Achan probably thought he had gotten away with it. He's like, oh man, nobody saw me. I got it hidden in my tent. I'm good. But as we saw in the skit, there's one thing he didn't count on. The all-seeing eye of God. God saw him and saw him take it, and that sin will be exposed. You can think about this. Achan, his tribe gets called up. He's probably like freaking out a little bit. All right, I'll be okay. I'll be get away with it. But then his, his clan gets called up. Oh, it's getting a little closer. Then his family, then they bring him up man by man, and finally his heart's probably pounding. Have you ever had that happen when you're about to be caught? In your sin, your heart's just like pounding, your hands are sweating, you're like, what am I going to do? Am I going to get caught in this? And that's what happened to Achan. Now verses of chapter 7, verse 22 and 23. So Joshua sent messengers, and they ran to the tent, and behold, the devoted things were hidden in his tent with the silver underneath, and they took them out of the tent and brought them to Joshua and to all the people of Israel, and they laid them down before the Lord. So not only was Achan's sin exposed to Joshua, it was exposed to the whole people of Israel, and it was exposed by God. Our sin will always be exposed. <laughs> when I was, uh, I was about your age, maybe a little younger. And I had this uh, neighbor, his name was Tony Mosseth, he is a giant of a man, he's taller than me, weighs about 100 pounds more, his hands are like just like huge iron hands, they're like thick, like, make my hand look like girl Barbie hands. He's just a massive man, he's a giant. And he, he was always pretty big, and so when he was in high school and I was a little younger, I went over to his house and he had this action figure, and I was like, ooh, I really want that, and so I took it from him, and I took it back over to my house, and I played with it for like two months, and it was sitting in my garage one day, and Tony came over, and he was playing with me, and he looks over at my shelf, and he said, huh, that's my action figure, how'd it get here? I had taken it, and my sin was exposed, and let's just say Tony wasn't too pleased, and I wasn't too pleased that Tony found out either, it might have been a little painful, all right, Young men, just like Achan's sin was exposed, just like my sin will be exposed, your sin will be exposed as well. Here's what Moses said to the people of Israel. Be sure your sin will find you out. That's what happens. Our sin is always exposed. So I have a question for you, young men. Do you have any sin that is buried in your tent? Things that you think you have so cleverly hidden And you're like, no one's gonna find out. I'm telling you, one day your sin will be exposed. It always happens. It always will. Our sin will be exposed. But here's a nugget of truth for you. An encouragement. Proverbs 28:13 says this: Whoever conceals, whoever hides their sin underneath their tent, whoever conceals his sin, will not prosper. But he who confesses, he who admits his sin and forsakes it, they will obtain mercy. They will be shown forgiveness and grace. So, if you have any sin in your life that you think you have so cleverly hidden, my challenge to you is this, tonight, go and admit your sin to your counselor, and then forsake it. And God's promise in His Word says you will obtain mercy. So, our sin separates us from? Our sin separates us from? Our sin hurts? Our sin will be? And our sin will be judged by God. Our sin will be judged by? Achan. And verses 24 and 25 received the punishment that he deserved for refusing to follow God's plan. Let's read it. Verses 24 and 25 of Joshua 7. And Joshua and all Israel with them took Achan, the son of Z- Zariah, and the silver and the cloak and the bar of gold and his sons and daughters and his oxen and his donkeys and his sheep and his tent and all that he had, and brought them up to the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why did you bring this trouble on us, Achan? The Lord brings trouble on you today. And Israel stoned him with stones. They burned them with fire and stoned them with stones. This is what our sin deserves. Achan and his family being judged for their sin for refusing to follow God's plan is a picture of what you and I Rightly deserve. It's a picture of what you deserve for your sin. It's a picture of what I deserve for my sin. Romans 6 23, the very first part of it says, For the wages of sin is death. The wages of sin is death. That's what our sin deserves. That's what it means to, that's the judgment we deserve because of our sin in our life. So I want you to picture this in your mind with me. I want you to picture yourself standing in a pit. You are Achan. You are Achan and you're about to be, have stones thrown on you. And you're about ready to be burned with fire. That's what you deserve because you have sinned against God. You have refused to follow his plan. You've been defeated by this giant. You deserve death. That's what you deserve. But there's good news for you. All right, I need Caleb and I need Asa to come up here. Caleb and Asa, come up here. So, Nick really explained it well that we've all fallen short of God's glory. When that long jump illustration, we've all missed some baskets, we've all sinned. So, that's backwards. Oh well, we're just taking these off. Alright, so... Put this on there, Caleb. So this black shirt represents sin. And this white shirt, put that on there, Asa, represents the righteousness of Jesus Christ. So picture yourself again in that pit. You're in that pit about ready to be have stones cast down on you. And there's someone that... Taps you on the shoulder and says, I'm going to take your place. I'm going to take your place. I'm going to receive the judgment that you rightly deserved. And that's what Jesus did for you and for me. So what Jesus did is he took his sin, our sin. So Caleb, you deserve to die. But guess what? Jesus took your sin. So take that off. Asa, take this off. He took Caleb's sin and took it, put that on, and gave him something that was not his own. That is righteousness. His righteousness. Because we know that Jesus, when He lived His life, He never sinned. And that qualified Him to be a perfect sacrifice, a substitute for our sin when He died on the cross. For our sins. So He took our sin and He gave us his righteousness. All right, great job. You can give me those shirts later. Just go ahead and sit down. Just go ahead and sit down. So here's the point, boys Jesus took our place, our, He took our sin and did something that we could never do. He gave us righteousness that we could never work for or earn. And the way you obtain this righteousness is found in Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. It says, If you confess, with your mouth, that Jesus is Lord, that He is God, and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For with the heart one believes, doing a trust fall into the arms, it's faith, for the heart one believes and is justified. What that word means is given righteousness, declared righteous in God's sight. For with the heart one believes and is justified, and with the mouth one confesses and is saved. Junior boys, we've all been defeated by this giant of sin, but there is someone who is greater than sin. There is someone who is greater than death, and His name is Jesus. Have you placed your faith, have you placed your trust in Him alone to save you? And if you have not done that, you are facing severe consequences For your sin, because you deserve God's judgment. For the wages of sin is death.